Okay, so we're going to learn uh, exploring Amuna on Parsha Shmini. And there's a, a lot of Amuna that's embedded in this Parsha. Uh, we have the Misas Shnei Bnei Aaron, the death of Nadav and Avihu, who, um, who did uh, some Avera of some sort. It's not clear, a very big debate in Chazal what exactly they did wrong. Uh, but they died on the um, on the happiest day of the uh, of the year, happiest day of the history of the world. Chazal tell us it was the day of the Hakamas Hamishkan, and uh, and they died in the middle of this celebration of Hakamas Hamishkan. Uh, all of a sudden, it was marred by the Misas Bnei Aaron. And if you were Aaron, the father, um, this was his happiest day. He was began, he was starting his his role as the Kain Gadol, and um, you would expect Aaron to have a lot of uh, a lot of complaints, maybe against the Rabbi Nisham. You'd expect him to, um, you know, be quite upset, uh, maybe have tainus against the Rabbi Nisham. But in fact, the pasuk says simply, "Vayidaim Aaron." Aaron was quiet. Aaron accepted it um, with great strength, with great amuna, with great bitachin. He didn't, uh, he didn't say a word. He just accepted it and understood that this is the Ratzon Hashem and Hatsur Taman Palai, whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is just and, uh, and I have no right to question it. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided to take my two Chashava sons um, on this day, then I have to accept it. So that itself is a stunning uh, demonstration of Amuna. When a person is able to have the greatest tragedy, not just of the death of one child, but of two children, on the same day, on that same uh, on a, on a day that should have been the most joyous, and suddenly it turned into a tragedy, and you're able to just accept it without complaints, that's that's a testament to Aaron Akayan's great emuna in Akadosh Baruch Hu. So, what I wanted to share with you this evening is a story that is brought in Sefer Talalei Eires on the parasha on this Pasuk, and it's quite a famous story. It's a story about the Chavetz Chaim. B'Shas P'ti Rasei Shorab Avram, B'Nai Shorabbeinu HaChavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim had a son by the name of Rabbi Avram. Nedar HaChavetz Chaim Iradin. Now, when his son died, very suddenly, the Chavetz Chaim happened to have not been in Radin. Chavetz Chaim often was in Radin, but... Sometimes he went on these trips to sell a svarim or to give chizuk. So he wasn't in the city of Radin during the petira of his son. Where was he? Isa Shah Shah Bivarsa. He was in the city of Warsaw, Laregel. One of his svarim came out and he was in Warsaw to be there for the occasion. And the Shabbos before that, his natsal b'fnei b'nei habayis, shehayyais v'harga shasai eina taiva nivtsamimeno, that because his hargasha wasn't so good, litzarai l'hasvi imam ha'pam yachad l'suda v'umadif li'imatsi b'chedra meshel kalayim. So he told the Shabbos before that, the, the Bnei Abayis, that he was, uh, his household, that he wasn't feeling so well, 
and therefore he wasn't going to be joining them on Shabbos for the Suda, but rather he was going to stay in his own room for the entire day. Now, the Balabayas, this isn't his own household. This is the household that he was staying at in Warsaw. He wanted to at least serve his chashav a guest, his suda, in his room. When he saw that the guest, the Chavitz Chaim, was only eating food just to be Yaitzeh, his Chayva, to eat on Shabbos, Shalul Siba Sadavri asked why. If it hadn't been Shabbos, he would have fasted on this day at Tainus Chalaim. He dreamt on Friday night that he had dropped a Sefer Taira, and therefore he really wanted to fast. He didn't feel appropriate to go and eat a Suda. He didn't want to make a Tainus Chalaim on um on Shabbos, uh, because of, uh, but, but he, he just ate the bare minimum. Matzai Shabbos, the Chavetz Chaim, receives a telegram that he has to come home right away. And he immediately started to travel and he got to Radin the next day. Once he got down from the wagon, he chapped, he understood that he had missed the, the funeral of, um, he, and, and that everybody was coming back from the cemetery. And everybody was crying, everybody was brokenhearted. Shiva, the Chavetz Chaim missed the Levaya, missed the Kfura. He came into his house to sit Shiva. Shum Dima However, you would expect him to start crying. You'd expect him to be crushed and broken. But he didn't even shed a single tear, and he didn't groan a single groan. La Oilam Amar Avad Gain Gadol. He says, you should know, thank you, that when he um, was 16 years old, he was already being mechadish, tremendous chidushim, like Echad HaGadolim. And we lost a great gain. V'sayim, and he concluded, Hashem Naslan Hashem Lokach, Hashem gives and Hashem takes away. Yishem Hashem Mevarech Me'atav May the name of Hashem be blessed forever and ever. And now I know that I'm a Yid. Now that I'm able to say this, says the Chavetz Chaim, I could say with certainty that I am Jewish, that I'm a Yid. Why? There's a story that's told in the Sefer told us Adam. In the Spanish Inquisition period, there was a, um, the Risham, the Spanish Risham, the Gayim, 
the bloodthirsty Gayim, shechted in front of a tzaddikus's eyes, her two sons who were very, very precious to her. Eishes hachayel nasa enel amarum. So this this hush of a woman, she lifts her eyes heavenward, uvalev mechushal lachsha betvila, and she said in a uh, in a soft uh, tefila, a soft prayer. Rebbeinu shalaylam, amnam me'az me'aylam avticha. I've always loved you, always loved you. Ach kol oid hayu li yalde yaldi hayikarim vachavivim. But as long as I had um, these two precious sons, hayolibi chaluk l'shnayim. My heart was really torn into two. Because as much as I attempted to love you fully with all of my heart, there was always a part of my heart, there was always a pocket in my heart that was reserved, that the love in my heart was reserved for my two precious sons. But now, now that I don't have my sons anymore, hafach libi kulan so now my whole heart can now uh, be totally focused and passionate with your love. The Pasuk says you have to love Hashem with all of your heart and with all of your soul. So the Chavetz Chaim, after quoting the story, says with all of his his eagerness, with his enthusiasm, The love that I had, that I reserved special for my, for my son, now I'm giving that over to you. And that's really, uh, that's the epitome of of, uh, of Aida Aaron. That's really what Aaron did. Aaron Akayin, uh, he instead of, uh, instead of complaining, he basically uh, accepted the loss and, and, and found it in his heart to, to come closer to the Rabbi Nisham as a result of that. And that's, uh, you know, it's, it's very, very difficult for people to do that, but you find um, that there are very strong people that uh, that are able to reach this uh, this madrega. I know that you know in Eretz Yisrael over the past few years there have been many many of these like horrific type of stories, um, and you find like that individuals are very strong. Like parents, remember when those three boys were were kidnapped and uh, they didn't know what happened to them, and then finally they were found. And each of those mothers, each of the parents, were like so strong, like they were able to basically all be matzik all of us, alein esadin, they were able to, to say uh, that this is what the Rabbani Shalom wants. Um, there is a, um, I think more recently, uh, there was another story that, um, I think it was two years ago, uh, there were, like an exterminator came to somebody's apartment in Eretz Yisrael and they used... Uh, chemicals and it was like the wrong type of chemicals, like very very strong, and uh, and it killed uh, 
I think two, two, two babies, if I'm not mistaken, one or two babies. And there was a whole interview done with these young parents. And I remember the father said something to the effect that, that as Jews, we don't ask lama. Lama is not what we ask. We don't ask why. We're never going to get an answer to why. That's not a question that we can really answer. But rather, lama. Instead of lama, it's lama. Like, towards what goal can I channel this? Like, this is an ace tzara. I have a, a terrible, terrible uh, uh, situation. And you have to ask yourself, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu give me this? Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu hand me this Nisayan? And what can I, what can I create from it? How, how could I create something positive out of the situation? You know, it, it's... It's easy to talk about, but Rahman al we should never be tested. Uh, but it's a very difficult thing to be able to be on this madrega of Ayidam Aaron, of, of being able to accept with Amuna that, you know, that this is what, uh, this is what the Rabbi Nishan wants. And, um, you know, just to bring it a little bit closer to home, um, you know, we lost the Gadladar this week. Uh, Reb Chaim Kanievsky was, uh, you know, such a towering presence in Klal Yisrael. He was, he was the Gadladar. He was the the Saratira. He knew everything. He knew Kolatayr Kula like we know Ashrei, and probably better than we know Ashrei. And um, and it's very hard to like fathom. Now, if you're, you know, if you're, uh, if you have like a layman's perspective on things. A layman would look in the newspaper and say, okay, this man was 94 years old. Uh, he had a nice following. You know, he had Claudius Yisrael. He had big turnout by the Leviah. He had, uh, I don't know, 750,000 people came to give him his last respects. All right, get over it. Like, it's not a, what's, you know, he had a, he had a full life. And, uh, you know, it's not a cause of, 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 of sorrow. It should be, uh, it's a happy thing. Baruch Hashem, he had a good life. And it might be true that for Chaim himself, it's a uh, you know it's it's not a it's not a, a terrible thing because for him, you know, he comes up to Shemayim literally knowing Kalatarakula, he could be fahered backwards and forwards on it, and he'll do fine. And you know, he has I'm sure the Chazanish and and uh, the Stipler and Rabbi Yashem and Rabbi Levine and and all of his you know all going back through the Diaries, the Rambam. We wrote a, a fabulous sefer on the Mishnah Taira. Um, I'm not worried about Reb Chaim. I'm worried about us. You know, who are we going to go to? Who are we going to go to for brachas? Who are we going to go to? Who's going to protect the dar? Who knows how much his Taira protected our dar and our world? It's hard to it's hard to know, and you know, I don't claim to know anything more than anyone else does, but. Um, it's a you know it's a terrible tragedy and how do you how do you accept it if you're if you're a ben Tyra and you realize that wow the Gadlad dar I, I honestly I never I never even I mean I guess it's it's funny but like I never even thought about Reb Chaim dying I've you know I've been following Reb Chaim for thirty forty years already like just like since he became you know the Gadlad dar I was like you know enamored by him. And his svarim, I love his svarim. Like each of his svarim, one is better than the next. And uh, you know, but I never like thought that he would actually die. I know it sounds silly, 
But like, I couldn't imagine Klal Yisrael without Reb Chaim Kanievsky. It's just not possible. And that's why when like I heard the news, I was like, I was like bawling because I, you know, I, I just couldn't like accept it. It wasn't like reality. It wasn't didn't make sense to me. But um, but this is a moment that we have to like accept it. We have to obviously, you know, try to do what we can to learn more and to to tshuva and to daven better and to read as many articles about him as possible. And I'm sure this week in all the papers, there's going to be, you know, a million articles about him in the magazines and the papers. And it's going to be, you know, dozens of svarim put out about him and his, the Torah. But, you know, and, and it's good to read these stories because they're very inspirational. Um... But, you know, it's something that, uh, it's a Vayidam Aaron moment for Klai Yisrael. It's like, we have to accept it. We have to understand that HaKadosh Baruch had a Cheshben. And, and we don't know what the Cheshben is, but there is a Cheshben. That much we, we have to accept. And that's, uh, that's what Siddur Kadin is all about. What we say on, uh, on Shabbos by Mincha, Tzidkaschot Tzedek La'Elam, what does that mean, Sechaz HaSadlaylam? Sechaz HaSadlaylam means that your tzedek is la'ilam. Your righteousness is forever and ever. And there's no, we can't have any questions. We can't doubt what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he decides to do something, that's it. That's, it's something we have to be like Aaron HaKain. Aaron HaKain was completely silent. It doesn't even say a lashon of Vayishtaik Aaron. Vayidaim is like a lashon of diamond. Vayishtek means, all right, I have what to say, but I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to zip up my mouth because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Vayidaim Aaron is a, is a madrega that Aaron was like a diamond. Aaron was sort of like a rock. He didn't even like think a bad thought. He didn't even have a, a question in his mind that he was itching to let out of his mouth, but he didn't. Vayidaim Aaron means a complete acceptance of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did to him on this day in history, and and Aaron Akayin was able to be zeicha to tremendous things. The, the, Rashi says that um, that because he had uh, he was quiet, he was zeicha to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, um, speaking to him directly, which was a very big covet for Aaron. But Aaron was on this madrega that he was able to accept things, and you know. He accepted something very, very great, uh, the death of two sons. Um, and that's something, again, that we should never, ever, ever be tested by and no one should ever know from it. But, you know, there are smaller things in life that happen every day to us. And we also have to try to figure out ways to have the amuna to get through those, those smaller events in our life. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's a big nisayin for us. It might be, you know, we didn't do well on a test. It might be that we didn't get into a, I don't know, a summer internship that we were hoping to get into and we were rejected by that, that, you know, from that. Or it might be uh, we got into a fender bender or, I don't know, something, you know, something happened that, uh, you know, we somebody said something that wasn't, you know, nice to us. And, you know, immediately we could channel that into anger against the rabbi. I'm like, I thought you were on my team. How could you allow this to happen? I thought you loved me. Like, why, why would you do this? Vayidam Aaron means that we have to be matzik the din for everything. Not the big, not just the big events in life, but emuna means that 
we have to accept whatever it is and not have tainus on the Rabbi Shem. Because, first of all, a lot of times when things that seem bad happen, they're not really, really bad. They just seem that way. And, uh, and in reality, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who loves us and who cares about us is protecting us, but we just don't see that. And I see, I, I, I see it so often. There are many times, and I probably have said this you know, on many, many occasions here in this uh, Vad, that I guess the best example is that somebody was going out with a girl and, um, and he thought this was the one. And then suddenly, you know, and they were going out a while and he was excited and he was already like telling people about it. And then, boom, something happened and she just like said no to him, and, you know, very unexpectedly, very unceremoniously. And, and it's very hard to accept that. It's a very, you know, low point in a person's existence. You feel that sting of rejection and, you know, it's not, a, it's not an easy thing to go through. And, and for some reason, everybody comes to me when that happens. I don't know why. I get, they, you know, when good news happens, they go to other people. When bad news happens, they come to me. But um, that's okay. But, and I tell them the same thing, and maybe it's sometimes premature and they don't have ears to hear it, but I tell them the same thing, that I know that it feels lousy, and I know that you're going through a lot and you have tightness and you have, you know, you're bitter and you're upset and you're probably mad at Hashem and you're mad at, you know, at, the, at her and the situation, but you have to understand and you have to believe me that the Rabbani Shalom did not want this shidduch to happen. He did not want it to happen. And I don't know why, and you don't know why, but I could promise you that if with the passage of time, you're going to go out with somebody else, and then you're going to get engaged to that person, you're going to come back to me if you're a mensch, and you're going to tell me you were right, and that thank God I didn't marry that first girl because she was wrong for a million different reasons. I wasn't able to see it at the time, but now that I was like, to find this girl, she's from her, she's better, she's nicer family, she's just a man, she's a, the other girl, I was attracted to certain things about her, but it would have been a, a disaster. And this happens 10 out of 10 times. 10 out of 10 times. So... And this is true for everything. You know, you thought, you, you thought that that summer internship was something that was going to be amazing for you and it was going to be great for your resume and it was going to get you into the graduate school of your choice. You don't know what would have happened potentially at that internship. Maybe it could be a million things. You know, it could be, you know, it wouldn't be the right environment. Maybe Tzniyas would have been... Your, your level of sneers would have been compromised by going there. Maybe uh, there would have been a, a car accident on the way there one day, or we don't know. Nobody knows. And obviously you can't prove what you don't know, but emuna means that you have to trust and believe that the Rabbi Shalom has your best in mind constantly. And even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it's the best thing for me, and especially when it comes to something as permanent as death. You know, it's one thing to say, okay, girls come and girls go, but like, you know, death is very permanent. Like, but Aaron, even with death, he didn't say, you know, how could you do this to me? Like, how could you take my two sons? And this woman with the Spanish Inquisition, when she lost, she could have said that also, like, I'm never going to see my sons again. This is not normal. And the Chavetz Chaim could have said that about his son as well. But people that are on very high, lofty madregas of Amuna, they, they accept things. They understand 
implicitly that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has their best in mind. HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided this is right, Hatsur Tampale, then he's right. And I have to learn to accept it. And that's a very hard thing to do. It's, it's, it's a real, you have to be on a very high madrega uh, to accept the, the extremes, but even the lesser things in life, the, the smaller daily things that happen, you know, you, uh, you know, chas v'shalom, you, uh, you know, you, you scrape your knee in playing ball or you, uh, you know, whatever you, the other night I was uh, eating supper and all of a sudden it was the night before, um, night bef- the night before Tainus Esther. And I was eating supper. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I wasn't eating like, and all of a sudden, like uh, a tooth came out, like um, like a um, it was like a crown, like an, uh, and and it just like popped out. And I was like, you know, why did this have to happen? Like the night before, time, like I'm not doing enough for Purim. I didn't like, and then like I stopped. And I said, just take it easy. Like it's not that bad, you know. It's a little thing, you know. But we get like frustrated by by the little things in life. And uh, next day I went to the dentist and he put cement on and he popped it back on. It wasn't a big deal at all. But, you know, when things don't go our way, then, you know, it, it's sometimes very, very annoying. But everything, if you have a Muna in life, a Muna creates a certain serenity and a certain happiness in life. This is what the, the Chavis Havavis writes in the Shara B'Tachan at the beginning. The Shara B'Tachan, this classic parak about... about Acquiring bitachin, and if you learn that shara bitachin, you really you will be the richest man in the world, because the shara bitachin gives you the secret to being at peace with yourself and at peace with the rabbi nishlam. Because when you learn how to have bitachin in Hashem, how to really live with Hashem, trust in Hashem, understand that everything that you have is from Hashem, and He's always providing for you. He always cares about you. So He says that. The lashon of the uh, of the Chavis Havavis is it's like you're an alchemist. You know what an alchemist? We, do we speak about this? Yeah, we spoke about it on Monday. Uh, an alchemist is um, somebody that has the ability to turn metal into gold. Imagine if you could take any uh, you know you drop your iPhone into some uh, concoction and all of a sudden it comes out solid gold, eighteen carat solid gold. Or you you know you take a and you take, you take that, you, you, you know, anything turns into gold. Now, we know that alchemy isn't really true, but in the olden days, there, was, there were people that claimed that they knew the secret to alchemy. Now, it doesn't, it's not true, it doesn't exist. You can't change other, one metal into gold, but, um, but the Chavisos uses it as a, as a muscle. Let's say for a second that we could. Let's say that I could take any piece of metal in the world, a piece of tin, and turn it into solid gold. So I could take something worth, you know, $10 of scrap metal and turn it into something worth a million dollars. That would be a pretty cool trick, right? I'd be, I'd be the happiest guy in the world because I, there's an infinite supply of all metals and there's a finite supply of gold, but I can make myself in my basement as much gold as I want. And the Chavis Havavis goes and he brings like 10, maybe more ways how having bitachin and Hashem is more fortunate than being an alchemist. Imagine if I give you a choice between having real bitachin and Hashem or I'll give you uh, an ATM machine uh, for your house and, uh, and whenever you need money, you just go, you type in and it doesn't even take any money out of your personal bank account. They're just like... 
you know, you just have an infinite supply of cash coming out of the machine whenever you want it. So which would you take? Would you take the ATM machine? Or would you take Bitochen? So I think if, you know, if we were honest, he's like, all right, give me the, the ATM machine right now. But, um, but the Chavis Avavis goes and methodically proves in many different ways that it's much, much better to have Bitochen than to have that ATM machine. I'm not going to give you all the reasons why. You've got to see it for yourself. But that is, and he says that when you have Bitochen and real Bitochen in life, then life is serene, life is happy, um, you just feel good. You're, always, you're, always, you're never nervous. People without Bitochen, they're always nervous. Am I going to be able to pay my bills? Am I begin, and, you know, what's going to be with this? What's going to be with that? Am I, you know, are my employees taking money from me when I'm not looking? When my, you know, um, you know, are my friends really... My, when you have Bitochen Hashem, you don't care. You're confident that Akadosh Baruch Hu is doing exactly what you need for Him to do for you at any given moment. So Chavazola says that you're the happiest person. You have bitachan. You have the secret to happiness in life. And Aaron Akayin and Chavetz Chaim and we all could have the same madregas of of happiness in life if we're able to accept. That Akadosh Baruch is in control. That's what Vayidem Aaron is all about. Vayidem Aaron is basically saying, "I surrender to you, Hashem. Whatever you do, I I understand that you're you know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. You know what's right, and I don't. And that tranquility, that acceptance, that that serenity, that is priceless. And this is the uh, that's the greatest madrega of Emuna. And we see it so clearly in this week's parasha, Vayidam Aaron, Aaron accepted, and we also have to learn to accept HaKadosh Baruch Hu's decisions with everything that happens, big or small. It might sometimes be rough to accept or it might be easy to accept. But if we accept it and understand that everything is Baruch Hashem, Amir Hashem, then we're happy. That's it. I don't, know, I don't have to... I don't have to I don't have to knock myself out. Akadosh Baruch Hu is is on my team. I have a. If you had an uncle that was a, a billionaire and he loves you, would you ever worry? Would you worry about having getting a job and getting internship, getting into graduate? No, I don't. I don't have to worry about this. My uncle has an infinite supply of money. He loves me. He's going to always take care of me. Akadosh Baruch Hu is Daidi. He's our uncle that always loves us, always takes care of us, and and. Um, but it takes work to, to get to that realization. It's not a natural thing, unless we were brought up really mechunach with this constantly, and most of us, if not all of us, were not, unfortunately. So we have to work on ourselves a little bit. We have to learn Shara Bitachan and Chazer it again and again. And, uh, but that is, that's the takeaway from this. And the same thing is, of course, true with, uh, with Reb Chaim's Petira, it's a it's a tragedy that we can't even fathom. We don't under, we don't have the the tools to understand what happened this week and the earthquake that hit Klal Yisrael. But again, it's something that with Amuna and Bitachin Nakadish Baruchu, Klal Yisrael will be able to get through this. Will be able to Mirz Hashem um, understand that there is a, a good. It's Lama. There's a purpose behind it, and uh, what that purpose is, we don't know yet. But Mirz Hashem, hopefully. Reb Chaim is davening by the Kisei HaKavit and good things are going to happen to us because of the Mitzvah Hashem. Thank you.